We are Anthony and Danielle. We own a pet food store in Columbus, Ohio called Fangs and Fur that is focused on educating pet owners on feeding food nature intended for our pets. You can find us on Instagram at Fangs and Fur Pets or Facebook at Fangs and Fur. If you want to send in a question for Anthony to answer at the end of each episode, message us through our website at fangsfur.com. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and leave a review. This is the Fangs and Fur Podcast. All right, we're going to jump back into our conversation about ancestral living with Julianne Lee right now. Yeah, going back to the uh, the sniffing part, that's one thing. I, this is a good point because, like, when we lived at, like, for example, in Grandview, I would take, I would try to take the dogs on like a certain route, but then I realized that like that was what I wanted to do, right? And I wanted to do it, you know, quickly. And I was like, well, what? I could just do a shorter route, and they'd be even more stimulated if they just had more time to do a, a sniffari or whatever, you know, whatever you want, more time to smell things you know, instead of just making it this route. So I had it like, it kind of clicked in my head one day, like, you know what? I don't need to go this far. Yeah. Or do the opposite or not not do the opposite, do a combination, right? So if your dogs are young and they're vital and they need the exercise, you know, do that for X amount of time, but then allow them that space to get their mental stimulation. I always say to people when a dog sniffs, it's like you going online and reading stuff or reading the paper or engaging with someone else. It's, it's a mental stimulation for them, right? Like it's a massive thing. They, they can smell something and know if that dog was sick, if it was healthy, if it's a girl, it's a boy, like there's so much information and, Oh, there was a deer just here or a squirrel just here. Or like it, it, it's, it's a huge huge thing and yeah it's a huge it's like their eyes they they smell in 3d right so like you know i always tell people it'd be like equivalent if not letting them smell would be like equivalent of like blindfolding you on a walk almost yeah or old dogs they're not i always say that with people with old dogs don't just take them out for a pee on the concrete right Mm -hmm. like get them to somewhere where they can just sniff even if they'd lie down and sniff because even if they're lying down, the, the smells that are coming through the air, right? The, yeah. the, like, let them be outside in nature and even lie down in it, right? Take them somewhere that's stimulating, you know, that, don't, that doesn't push their yeah. joints and, 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 and make them tired. Don't just, mm-hmm. you know, oh, they can't go for a walk now. Don't take them. You know, you, you've, you've got to try to continue to do that. And the same with cats, right? Like, you right. know, there's lots of stuff on YouTube about stimulation and, and um, you know, getting, you know, creating stuff for cats that that bring out their prey drive. They're not, I mean, cats are bigger prey animals than dogs, right? They are like killers. <laughs> yeah, I, I always... I always have a, yeah, cats are so fascinating to me. And uh, most of my cat customers, uh, they're usually, I have a few people that walk their cats, which is awesome. But um, I, yeah, I kind of had this like guilt for like the cats. Cause like the more you read about them, like I think the average outdoor cat kills like 12 to 14 animals a day. I always joke that they're like, just like murderous. It's like, they are. On four legs. What they like do. they're just killing machines. Right. And I, yeah, they are. And they're very efficient, which is why they, you know, are, suffer so much from, from processed food because they're so specialized at, at hunting a certain thing. But um, my point with my point of this was, uh, yeah, keeping them inside, like you really got to work hard to stimulate those 
there's they animals. Do. I feel they, like I mean they, I, they have to go like stir crazy. They get really depressed. But I don't they know. Don't it's been a while since I've owned a cat, but right there, like Jean Hoff is an incredible um, feline veterinarian. She's got some mm-hmm. really interesting information. I just love her. And she always says that you you aren't even going to know your cat's depressed or sick until it's close to dying because they they don't they don't they don't often things are going on with them and they don't aren't expressing it right so so you know that stimulation is is really yeah. vital it's it's um uh, uh, Jackson Galaxy is another uh, YouTuber mm-hmm. that that does a lot with cat. Um, behavior and in and helping stimulation with cats and stuff so you yeah. know it's this it's the same thing so when when we look at ancestral living you know which is what we're sort of talking about um, we have to look at it you know we can look at it from diet from a perspective of even if we're doing yeah. raw we're not really still getting to the the core of what their ancestral diet would be not even close right way way better than processed a thousand million times better than processed, but we aren't giving them the, the brains and the guts and the eyeballs and the enzymes and the fur and the, in, in the, you know, the fermented content that's in their, in their gut. So that's why we have to try and mimic that as much as we can through fermentation, fermented foods and through adding glandulars and through, um, you know, uh, um, specific probiotics and prebiotics and 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 stuff like that right yeah this is a big thing in a shop we have a a big table and as soon as you walk in and it's just it's just animal parts it's a company girls gone raw lauren becks and she does a great job great job with all this stuff she but she dehydrates everything at, at low temperatures to keep the collagen um intact and not to harden but anyways there's, you know, chicken necks and we have, you know, whole prey quail and all these um, really cool things. But a lot of people, they come in like, can my dog, like, can they eat this? You know, it's a whole, it's, it's, we've somehow, our men, our mentality, we've, we've kind of been brainwashed in a way to think that our dogs and our cats aren't supposed to be eating any yeah. of that stuff. It's, they're only supposed to be eating what's in this bag, right? And so like this stuff yeah. for a lot of people, especially my yeah. generation, that's all we've ever known is processed food for our pets. Um, so this stuff and people are very hesitant about, uh, at first about feeding it. Um, and we, you know, talk them through it and we'll show them how to do, how to do it in different ways. And, and, um, but they always come back because their dogs or cats are obsessed. I mean, the whole prey quail, we have lots of cat owners that get the, the cats go crazy for it, you know, and they can't believe it. And, but then over time, it kind of makes sense because they like, haven't oh, yeah, been like, taught. Why, why have I never thought? They haven't about been this taught before? to think yeah. about it. They haven't it's, been. It's very interesting. Hasn't been marketed to think about it. It hasn't yes, been. Yeah. And the reason that happens is because it's really healthy, and yes. it doesn't. It helps prevent disease, and it helps prevent, you know, um, um, mm-hmm. stress-induced things that you know. It's just. It's just. The more we can get back, the more we can get back to our ancestral living through, like I said, through the, the, the support and understanding of, of, you know, how do we re- rebuild forests, you know, and where do we put our money into when it comes to like, you know, for everything, plant one tree, like, like when we, when we go back to that, 
why we aren't supported to do that publicly through politics, through our education system, through whatever, is because mm -hmm. the more we go back to that, the more empowered we are. Because it's all there. It, it's all there. The, the, the ability to, um, um, you know, empower ourselves to become healthier. The ability to empower ourselves to actually make a change in our planet. The ability to empower ourselves to create a different way of farming that could feed the planet exponentially different. The, like it, it, it empowers individuals, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's that a great is point. what happens I don't know if when really you empower people yeah. to do things, big really corporate businesses yeah. don't yeah. make as much money. If it's not a conspiracy theory, it's business. Yeah. It is a, it's a, it's, it's business 101. No, I'm going to make no. a product. Right. How do I make it that the world needs this product? It, yeah. it, it, it's not to like make it so that people are all dying or mm -hmm. like, there's no, there's no, there's no conspiracy conceptual conspiracy thing that I'm talking about right now. I am literally talking about industrialization, you know, yeah. the, And money. Taking advantage of situations and money. people and yeah, I get it. Money's money's the big one. Like when people and money, yeah. I can I can honestly say yeah. you know when people are, you know, looking at business. I don't I don't think that every single company is looking at business from a perspective of I want to control the world, but they're looking at a business as how do I make billions of dollars, right? So. That just is what happens when you want to make billions and billions of dollars, yeah. right? Is that you, you have to control something like, and, and that, and that control then has a domino effect. At Girls Gone Raw Pet Health, our goal is to provide unique, nutrition-packed, carnivore-focused, dehydrated treats and chews that your pets will go nuts over and that you can feel confident feeding them. We hand-select only the highest quality human-grade meats, foster relationships with small, generational family farms, and scour the market for the freshest, most unique products. So get fresh and go raw with us. Follow us on social media at Girls Gone Raw Pet Health for nutrition tips and industry news, and find local retailers and shop online at girlsgonerawpet.com. Feed your pet food made from the freshest and healthiest ingredients found in Steve's Real Food. Every Steve's formula is pH balanced and uses only 100% natural, high-quality USDA-inspected free-range meats and unprocessed whole and functional foods. Plus, it's loaded with beneficial bacteria from goat milk. See how much better your pet will feel after just a few weeks on Steve's Real Food. Find out more in the podcast show notes. You know, so I, I, I don't think ancestral living is a sure. difficult thing. Yeah. I don't think you have to go in, jump into it 100%. I don't think you... You need to, from a perspective of it being overwhelmed, well, overwhelming, you don't. You just have to relax in the understanding that if we look back to move forward, we're in a way better place. Because when we look back even 50 years or 100 years from 
what was going on with our planet, what David Suzuki was talking about 25 years ago. Like what we could do 25 years ago, that we were on this this pivotal edge mm -hmm. that we could shift if we paid attention and where we are now, right? And how no one listened to them and how it would have been very simple to do back then. Yeah. I think I think that, you know, I, I'm hopeful. I'm really, really hopeful that we're at a point right now in our lives that we have to pay attention. That that everything that looks horrific and, and I've had to do this because I've been scared I've been really scared the last couple weeks with the fires, right? Like I have forty rescue animals here on this farm. And it's like how would I get them off this farm? If I was told to evacuate, how would I get forty mm -hmm. animals off this farm? So I've had to be putting like fire evacuation plans in place with all of the people that work yeah. here and I'm, you know, running around buying, you know, hundreds of thousand dollars worth of trailers, right? To just sit here in case, um, because I wouldn't leave, I, I yeah. you know, just, just in case, because this is the kind of sort of world that we live in now, but I haven't, I've been trying really desperately not to allow it to consume me in darkness that 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 there's nothing i can do still because i think there's lots that we can do still we just have to we have to do as much as we possibly can and yeah. the biggest thing is like i said is yeah. educate ourselves that if we're donating if we're supporting if we're doing anything like that when it comes to you know environmental stuff that we dig in and go oh wow I don't want to pay to plant a tree that's going to make it a tinder box if a forest fire happens. I want to support a company that's going to rewild the forest, not right. just plant another tree like monoculturing yeah. a field, right? So, you know, there is tons that people can do still if they right. if they have the awareness right. and, and, and can figure out where... To, to find the information and stuff. I think um, bringing it to like a smaller scale for our pets too. Um, I mean, there's certain things that, you, like you were talking about, just the, the, the little things. It doesn't have to be um, no. anything drastic you have to do overnight or anything like that. It's just paying attention to you know, where the, you know, what, what you're feeding, we've obviously talked about, you know, um, how you're feeding, um, is a big thing. You know, one of the big things I took away from Carol from my pet platter is feed them in an open space, give them, don't everyone feeds in a corner. You know, <laughs> I don't know why we, I don't know why humans do this, but we all want to feed like against a wall or in a corner. It's like, no, just get, put it in like an open space and let them have like a 360 yeah. vision and, and let the, it makes them so much more comfortable. Right. Um, you know, pay attention just to the atmosphere. What's going on? Are we lighting a bunch of candles? Are, you know, are we doing this? Are, you know, there's so many things and so many toxins like we were talking about um, just to pay attention to. I don't know. I'm just, um, there's little things yeah. that we can do. 
Yeah, really like letting them get excited that they're going for a walk. Ecosystems. And if you can't because your neighbor underneath your apartment is freaking out every time you come home saying, yes. yeah. my daughter's trying to sleep at the exact same time you walk in the door and all that happens is I can hear your dog running up and down the hallway and it's barking its face off, right? So going, okay, so how do I respectfully yeah. figure this piece out, yeah. right? Yet allow my dog the excitement, take in treats, don't spray them. Don't have like, I know people, I know, and it's horrible, yeah. where trainers have yeah. told them, have a spray gun right at the door. And as soon as you walk in the door, spray them to stop them from barking. Like, but I'm, but I'm not right. But people are like, people are like, I love my so dog. Sad. I can't get evicted. I don't want to have to give up my yeah. dog. I'm desperate to do anything. Right. So it's like, just turn it into something positive. Sure. Turn it into what yeah. would your dog want? Well, my dog, if he's not going for a walk, the next biggest thing is treats, you know? So it's it's like, okay, well, let's let's teach them, you know, mm -hmm. let's put your quiet voice on and give them, th so they're equally as excited, right? Like just, we are, we're humans. We have the ability to, to um, yeah. you know, find solutions, positive solutions. So not to look at, okay, what's positive? And what's more species and ancestrally geared, you know, like exactly like you said, going for a walk, let it, let them sniff. Yeah. You know, there yeah, are, it, it is, um, um, yeah. You know, I just wanted to touch on this too, really fast. Cause I just, I just wrote a blog on, on, um, on fasting. Right. And it's been a really big bone oh, interesting. Yeah, of contention for me for a very long time because I think fasting is amazing. I think yeah. fasting is amazing for dogs. I think that fasting is amazing yeah. for people. But what we need to realize yeah. is that we are, they're, they're, they are intense pack animals. Like yesterday I have, I have cats and my cats go outside and they hunt and it drives me crazy. And, you know, my, my one dog, I, I'm like, okay, go get them away from the birds. Right. So he runs out and chases them away from the birds. And, um, um, but when I watch them, they sleep together as a group. So there's, there's five of them in the barn and they, they have this beautiful, wonderful life, but they, they have a really wonderful life. They do whatever yeah. they want to do. They hunt. They have this nice warm yeah. pack room, the tack room that they live in. They, they, they have this beautiful yeah. life. So yeah. there, you know, we have these beautiful pictures of them all snuggled up. We have a big hay steamer, it's called, where we steam the horse's hay. And it's really warm on top. It's like sitting on a heating pad, big okay. heating thing. And they sleep up there and they're all curled together and they're kissing each other yeah. and they're very family. But when they hunt, they are by themselves. They are like rogue, lone, lone animals. And yeah. whereas dogs... Right. That's, they hunt yeah, in so packs. Yeah. They, they, they share the responsibility. They share the food. So I've always said, if you're going to fast your dog, you better make sure you're fasting yourself or go out for dinner that night. Right. Like go out to a restaurant the same day you're going to fast your dog. Yeah. It is contra intuitive yeah. for the rest of your family to be cooking and eating and your dog not eating. It is really unhealthy, in my opinion, emotionally unhealthy and physically unhealthy because the minute a dog smells food, they their their gastric 
their their gastric enzymes are secreted into their gut. So especially dogs that have like gastric reflux and things like that, you're 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 mm-hmm. enticing them to start producing the stuff in their gut, yeah. but then you're not feeding them. So Oh, that's so interesting. I wonder like I have a lot of customers that like their dogs will um like throw up bile or or just like vomiting different times of the day. Um I wonder if that's one of the reasons. Like I wonder if they're if they're feeding once a day, but then like they feed in the morning and then let's say they have dinner it, it at night happens. with the dog there and the dog's like selling right. all and these they things are looking and at you ready as, to take as in as food pack. but then doesn't. So it is inset and separately counterintuitive. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's unhealthy, but it's unhealthy how we're doing it. Because again, we're doing it in the conceptualization of what we think we should do. And not sure. really what would be happening in nature if they did they don't naturally fast. They're fasting because they don't have food. You know, like the, the reason they're fasting is because the deer that they killed is no longer there's nothing left of it. And if there is, it's just bones. No, it's not an intentional fact. Yeah, it's not intentional. Yeah. We are so proud of our sponsor today, our friends at Steve's Real Food, who help make the Fangs and Fur podcast come true. Anthony, what do you like best about Steve's? They're whole food ingredients. They don't use any synthetics, and it's real simple. When they come into Fangs and Fur, I'll always pull out a box of Steve's Real Food, and I'll show them what's in their food. So come into our shop to learn more about Steve's from Anthony or visit stevesrealfood.com. This is Dr. Jim Carlson. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. Our friendly professional team helps us offer your pet conventional medicine, surgery, and dentistry, as well as integrative options like acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, Chinese herbal medicine, homeopathy, cold laser therapy, pulsed magnetic therapy, and ozone. We have recently added PRP, platelet-rich plasma, and stem cell therapies. These new therapies increase our philosophy of regenerative medicine and are often used for arthritic conditions but have many other uses as well. We are strong believers in the use of wholesome, fresh foods and raw foods since healthy diet probably accounts for 75% of your pet's health. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, or the web at www.lifetimepetwellness.com or call 614-888-2100. So... So what I if you my, eat like twice a day? I feed my, guy, I feed my guys when And you want to feed I once eat. a day. So I feed them. I, I feed them and then I cook or whatever they've okay. eaten. Or I have their stuff all ready. And when I go to sit down to eat, I give them their food. Right? I, I, I'm really, I really am, am careful about that because I had two dogs that had really bad gastric reflux. And that's how I... I really navigated it, right? Is I didn't, they ate when I ate. You know? And, and we're saying don't. And okay. eat. Interesting. Me? Uh, so. If I eat have, once a day, then I feed them day? once a day. Like I really try and. Yeah. I, I really try and make them my pack. You know? Like I really try and, and, and as much as I can. I, 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 yeah. you know, like if I'm busy, if I'm busy and I got to feed them, like if I'm going, if yeah, I sure, only no, eat I... in the morning and I'm going out for dinner, I still feed them their dinner. Yeah. 
but don't not feed them because I'm not eating. Right? Like, don't, I don't ever do that. Yeah. I keep them on their routine, but I would never not feed them yeah, yeah, if yeah. I was eating right. and, 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 and skip their meal, like fast them their meal. I, I would never, I would never do that. And sometimes I say, even if you just give them bone broth mm-hmm. with something, right? Or, or to chew on a bone or, or like a raw milk or a raw yeah. goat milk um, meal, right? Where, where it's not as hard to digest and things like that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I give Mozzie like a nightcap. Well, I'll give all the dogs like a little nightcap because like I like Mozzie takes milk thistle like twice a day. So, uh, you're funny. I do I exactly like I need to the give same. The other dog something too. No, so, I do. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I do I kinda, exactly I, the same thing. I do that naturally. Um, I, I have one dog it, that yeah. that I inhaled a bone when it was nine weeks old, yeah. and had to be surgically removed because it was as big as his entire mm-hmm. esophagus. <laughs> And it, it was mm-hmm. a nightmare. Like, I never thought that that, it, it doesn't matter. He got out and got into another dog's, someone left a door open yeah. and he went out. I had, a, I had an Italian greyhound with no teeth. So when I would give yeah. bones, she would get a long, but that yeah. wide um, rib bone, flat rib bone, so that she could chew and pull and still pull the meat off. But, but she had zero uh-huh. teeth. But she was an Italian greyhound, and the bone was the rib was probably this long. Right. And Henry, the dog that was barking right now, somebody opened the door, and he yeah. went in and grabbed her bone. And by yeah. the time I got there, it was sticking out of his mouth like about like this, and he was like, it was like he was you know, have you ever seen a seagull? Have you ever seen a seagull eat something? He was doing that, and I had my fingers yes. down his throat trying to. Yes pull it out, down it went, and I could literally feel it. Anyways, he had to go and have it surgically removed. And, you know, it was like the length of his, (laughs) it was just ridiculous. Anyways, it's not not funny, but he's a, he's a, you look at him. When he was a baby, he looked like an Irish wolfhound. But his mother's a, um, He's a, he's a, he's a cross, his mother in the rescue, okay. his mother was a, uh, old English sheepdog, but they don't know what his father was. So he's a really cool, interesting dog. He's very fluffy. Oh, whoa. He's, he's a, he's an interesting dog, but yeah. he's had acid yeah. reflux almost his entire life. Um, I think he had, he had damage done to his esophagus when he did that. Mm. And, um, anyways, if I feed every night before yeah. he goes to sleep, he gets um, a goat milk, raw goat milk, gut soothe, liver tonic, and then a handful of broken up dehydrated uh-huh. treats. So that's that's what he gets before we go to bed. If he gets that every night, he's right as rain. Yeah, he's he's awesome. And but because everybody else he's doing, <laughs> then everybody else gets it right. So, so that it's not like just one animal's getting it. So, yeah, right. Yeah, because I used to feed Mozzie once a day, but then I got Juniper. She's a border collie. She's going to be a year this month, but I was obviously feeding her multiple times a day when she was younger. And then even still, I feed her twice a day right now. So, but when I was feeding her, I'd have to give Mozzie something. And that's just your intuitive. That's not being. Yeah, I'd give him. 
Yeah, and that's not or, that's not being yeah, a, a bone broth. It's almost like, it. isn't it interesting where your intuitive, compassionate nature is actually what needs to happen? You know, I always I always say like if you come from your heart when you do anything, like whether you're in business, whether you're it doesn't yeah. matter. If you lead from your heart instead of your brain, you're usually making the right decision. So so even from no, but even from that perspective, yeah, or you, you're not you are doing, it. you aren't making the right decision because if another dog is eating another dog eats, the same thing's going to happen. They're going to, they're going to start to produce the, the enzymes to digest food and that's just going to sit in their stomach and that's not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. This is very interesting because I have a lot of customers that have this issue, uh, especially when they've because I, I talk about fasting a lot. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I guess I try yeah. to get people away from free feeding. That's like a very common thing. Um, and so my so sometimes I take it to the opposite extreme where I'm like, no, just feed them once a day um, if that's what they're doing. Because I'm just trying to change your mindset into not doing the the free. How how bad it is to just let them free. People don't measure it out. They're just dumping a bunch of food and leaving it out kind of thing. Well, um, yeah, so I don't know. It's just interesting because I have a lot of people that, and then their dogs end up getting the acid reflex and things like that. And and um, I never thought about it as far as you know. Yeah, yeah them producing all those gastric juices. Yeah, and, and if, it's a long food in the air at dinner. You know, time when we talk, that, like so. you said about ancestral stuff, learn something. If you if you just try and put your animal into that mentality that we are their pack, like dog wise, right? We are their pack. If you can come from that place mm -hmm. yeah. of inclusion instead of not including or, or this is my dog's life and this is my life, right? If you come from a place of inclusion, you're going to be much more on the right track of a hybrid ancestral life for them, right? It's still not going to be, still not going to be perfect. But the, the sure. biggest, right. biggest thing is that the, the, the connection that we have with our animals is because they look at us as that. They look at us as their pack. So if we can keep, yeah, no. Yeah. There, there's no separation with them. Yeah. That's, you know, I never even thought about it. I never thought about that. No. But yeah. And when there no, is. With, in their perspective, it's. And when there is the separation. And that's together. what we we're love. We're all in this them, together. Right? Like, that is what we're drawn to is because we don't, they don't emanate mm -hmm. that, en that energy of separation. So I, you know, I could have a partner, like a, 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 a romantic partner. And there is always going to be times where we're feeling that, mm -hmm. that independent separation, whether wanted or not wanted. It's just, it's just the way humans are. That's not, that isn't yeah. what, and that's what we love about our animals, yeah. right? That's what we love about our dogs. I'm just going to say dogs right now is animals in general, but it dogs, especially yeah. because yeah. that there isn't that separation ever with them. doesn't matter how you smell, how you look, what you've done. 
when you come home, when you leave, right. it doesn't matter. That 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 doesn't come into play. So, if we look at what are they, you know, when we talk about like animal pet appreciation day, what are we, what what are our animals giving us that we appreciate so much? Well, I think a lot of it will be if you asked a hundred people. I would I would say that at some point from on a scale to one to ten, it's that connection that they have with with their dog, right? <clears throat> so so it's like we appreciate that and that is what they're given yeah. filling our soul and makes us happy. So it it if if we look at that and go we want to respect what that that connection is, how do we how do we how do we move forward in our lives with our animals that we that we pay attention to that and respect that right because it's 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 the big thing of what they are giving to us and that is there we're one with them right like we are their pack so if we walk through our lives with our animals as much as we can just with the consciousness of that we will do better for our animals for sure even if it's not perfect it will be better right it will definitely better be better mm -hmm. like I, I i had you know when i had my practice i had a lot of um very very busy mothers that would bring their animals in and you know they there was a lot of guilt around oh, i gotta take my kids to this and I got to take my kids to that and I don't have time to do this and I don't I don't even have time to have a bath half the time and blah 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 it's like okay well do you you know and then by the time and then I remember it to the day it was like yeah. 20 years ago that she said to me and then I have to and then I, cause I said okay well what do you do when you get home like what do you do and then she was telling me and I was like oh my god but she's telling me and then she's like and then I run upstairs and then I have to read bedtime stories and whatever and I'm like okay where's the dog Where's the dog when you're reading bedtime stories? And she's like, he's usually downstairs. I don't know. And I said, bring him upstairs and involve him in the bedtime stories. Get him on the bed. Read the bedtime stories. Talk to your children. Read the dog, the bedtime story. Engage with him at the same time you're engaging with your children. She's like, she's like really? And I'm like, yeah, just try it. Just, just try it for a couple of weeks and see yeah. what happens. Because he was licking, right? She's like, I have to keep him downstairs because he's licking his feet. Drives me crazy. I have him upstairs and he's oh, on the bed okay. and he's licking his feet and blah, blah, blah. Or he's upstairs, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I have to leave him downstairs because I can't concentrate, whatever. So I said, just for one week, try to just grin and bear the licking of the feet. I just want to try this. I just want to see if there's some emotional component to it, right? Because then she goes to bed. And then the dog's licking his feet, right? The dog sleeps with yeah. her and licks his feet. I said, just yeah. bring him to, don't leave him downstairs mm -hmm. while you're, while you're reading your kids bedtime stories and get, bring him with you everywhere. Let him come everywhere with you and, and engage with him as much as you can. She did that. She couldn't believe it because her husband was like, that's ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. She couldn't believe it. The dog stopped licking its feet at night. He didn't like to be separated when she went upstairs to to read her three kids bedtime stories. It was like this family thing that he wasn't included in. Soon as he was yeah. included in that, he was just going neurotic. He was just getting on yeah. like he just getting like super just stressed. 
you know, she comes home, she hasn't been home all day, then she does all yeah. of this stuff and, you know, feeds the dog and the dog's doing whatever and the kids are kind of ignoring them because they're playing with something. It's like just, they, you know, everyone's doing their best, but that dog was isolated from a lot of the pack mentality of what was going on in the family dynamic, right? So just that one thing mm. changed that dog. You know, yeah. we were looking at, you know, she had taken him in and he was on allergy medication. He was on all of this stuff because they just assumed that he was chewing his feet because of allergies. It had nothing to do with allergies. It was just a stress-induced yeah, thing he was doing. At Girls Gone Raw Pet Health, our goal is to provide unique, nutrition-packed, carnivore-focused, dehydrated treats and chews that your pets will go nuts over and that you can feel confident feeding them. We hand-select only the highest quality human-grade meats, foster relationships with small, generational family farms, and scour the market for the freshest, most unique products. So get fresh and go raw with us. Follow us on social media at Girls Gone Raw Pet Health for nutrition tips and industry news, and find local retailers and shop online at girlsgonerawpet.com. Your dog or cat is a member of your family. You want the very best for each and every member of your family, and that extends right down to the food that they eat. For over 30 years, Northwest Naturals has been manufacturing the highest quality raw frozen pet foods in Portland, Oregon. For you, the pet owner, Northwest Naturals comes in convenient packaging, easy to open, easy to store, and easy to thaw and serve to your pets. Quality ingredients, food safety, and the highest standards for manufacturing practices are what make Northwest Naturals the best complete and balanced raw food for your pet. Find out more in our podcast show notes. So. Well, that's another really common well, issue I, I see. So this is very interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, we get a lot of dogs that so are just obsessively licking their paws. It's not yeah. super complicated. Yeah. It is really interesting. It is. Um, um, I think if you can kind of just engage in that ancestral living with yourself and your animal and and how would that dog be living in a pack in general how can i be more of a pack mentality with my dog from a from an emotional perspective even if you make two or three just different changes or you're just even yeah. aware like even if you're running around and you're super busy and the dog is like <laughs> behind you and stressy because it's following you around even if you can just stop for a minute instead of saying to them can you just like get off my feet man like just like i'm stepping on your feet or whatever <laughs> brett brett and i a lot brett my producers and so do i we both have herding dogs. I know. So, I, you know, that they're, they're Velcro, right? They're just right next to you at all times. I know. Times I know. And that's, like, oh and my that's, gosh, dude, that's, come on. And so do you I. Know, so I, I have to, to pay attention to, re, to where I go with that every day with my dog because he's yeah. like that. Every single day I'm catching myself getting frustrated with him. And then I'm like, yeah. even if I just take that yeah. minute and look at him and go, okay, you know what? I get it. I get it. We're all supposed to be in the same room. I get it. You're feeling my anxiety because yeah. I'm trying to hurry and I can't get on to the, I have to download Chrome and I'm freaking out. And you know, like, <laughs> like yeah. I get it. Just even that minute <laughs> yeah. of saying to him, okay, Henry, yeah. yeah, buddy, I get it. I get it. It's okay. You know, it's okay. And just take a deep breath with him. Like just breathe with him and just kind of yeah. like hold his face or, t or touch him, like touch him, 
or I sometimes I touch, I put my 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 hand on my solar plexus and his, and just kind of take a breath and look at him and go, I get it. Not that I'm telling you that it's okay, but I get it. <laughs> you know, me taking that breath, yeah, instantly calms yeah. my nervous system, yeah. and then he's way calmer. Right, most of the time. Sometimes it's like, forget it. Sure, but. Yeah. But do you see what he does for yeah. me? Sometimes. Yeah. You know, do you see what he's actually doing for me? Like he's actually mm -hmm. helping my sympathetic nervous system. Yeah. Chill for a minute. You know? Yeah. A lot actually. Slowing usually. You, down a little bit. Um, yeah. you know, just brings me back into the minute, right into that yeah. second. So I, I don't think that there's any downside to ancestral living, even if you do 1% of 100%, even if it's just the conscious awareness. Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, I, this has been a really enlightening conversation because I came into this, this podcast, this conversation with like, all right, we've, you know, ancestral living, we got to pay attention to diet and microbiome and how we feed and exercise, but it's more uh it's actually simple it's more simple than that it's it's like having this um i don't want to say pack mentality but having like putting yourself in in their shoes for a little bit for lack of a better and it, phrase but um being present with them do you know they're so they're so present you know they're just like they live in the present you know it's hard for us to imagine being like but that. i but i also i also it, it think really like kind of when you look at the evolution of, of, of us, we're looking at a lot of more species things for our dogs, right? Like we're looking at species, species oriented food. We're looking at, like, I'm looking at species oriented my, um, probiotics. Mm -hmm. When you become interested in that and when you start looking at it, you can't not then look at it from yourself. Right. You can't, you can't not see the benefits that it, that it, that it creates oh, yeah. in our yeah. own health. Right. So it's that, I'm always saying it, that symbiotic relationship of what do you give to your dog? What does your dog yeah. give to you? What does your cat give to you? What do you give to your cat? And then the bigger picture is what are we all giving to the planet and what is the planet trying to teach us? And, and how do we, how do we, like, it's just this, it just, mm. it just goes from, this sort of little microcosm of, of what's my dog giving to me? What's my, what am I giving to my dog? What then, what is the symbiotic thing that we give to each other? And then it just gets bigger, right? What am I taking from the planet? What, what mm -hmm. am I using for myself and my dog that enriches my life from the planet? Whether that's going for a walk, whether that's, you know, mountain biking, whether that's taking a supplement, whether that is whatever I am taking and I'm enjoying nature, but what am I giving back? Right. What's, what is the symbiotic relationship? Because no relationship yeah. works, no matter what it is one-sided ever, like ever, no matter what relationship you're in. So mm -hmm. it's, it's that, and that is what ancestral living was. Ancestral living was, you know, if you want to even go back to the indigenous culture of, of taking, but giving. You know, like even when they would cut down the tree, they would give it, they, they would put tobacco right on, on the ground, right? They, they give, they gave back even, even from that perspective, there was not, there was nothing about just taking 
constantly taking. It was always this awareness of I am taking and I am giving. Yeah. You right. know, there there and when we when we went into this really selfish perspective yeah. that that the world is for our taking. I mean, there is there's there's poems and and you know, it's it's like the world is our oyster or whatever that is. Like it's just everything is for our taking. And look where that got us. You know, mm -hmm. like it, nothing in life is just about taking. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. It's a, so it's it, kind of it what is, our society is really all about. Take, take, beautiful take. way to, mm -hmm. to sort of morph into the, the higher connected connectiveness of community of nature, of our animals, is just stepping back and looking at others' needs besides our own. What are our dogs' real needs? What are our cats' real needs? What are our forests' real needs? What does our air really need? What does our planet really need? Right? It's it's not it's it's getting outside of our own needs. But it circles all the way around because if you look at others the needs of that mm -hmm. It comes back to make sure that you get your needs met. Yeah, I was gonna say too. Like you, yeah. Of course you are. You find that those you're kind of fulfilling your needs too. You know, I, I, like with like even with you just focusing on your dog, like he needs more exercise. He needs a better diet. He needs, you know, we need more time. I would say like, probably yeah, you know, all the things time. that you probably need too. You know, I don't know. <laughs> more than you know every all the time yeah 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 i always say there i would say dogs are like a healthy version of smoking and i don't know if that makes sense or not but i always felt like you know it's a way it gets brings people together and but it gets you it also gets you you know like smokers always get together and stuff i don't know why i've always had this analogy in my head but it's also like that you have to, you know, you got to get them their exercise and you got to make sure they keep you on a, you know, kind of like a regimen. Yeah. They, you know, like, you like do if, if your distraction, really you, it turns out instead of smoking as a yeah. distraction, if your distraction is your dog, it's, it's, it's a, a lot more healthy. That's, that's, yeah. that's for sure. Um, it's way healthier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, yeah. From that yes. microbiology point of view, you know, when you talk about ancestral stuff, that that is the 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 key point of why I, you know, with the wolf the wolf probiotic was that you know when you look yeah. at that ancestral piece of a dog, those things are really healthy, and they are going through way more stress than our dogs do from a conceptualization of freezing cold weather you know, forest fires, um, having to hunt, having to find their own food, having a cut and mm -hmm. making sure that that wound is heals without antibiotics or stitches. Like, like when you look at what their, yeah. their, their stress levels from that perspective are, and you see that they're, you know, large breed dogs living until they're 17 years old, having puppies when they're 10, but you look at their joy, you look at their resilience, you look at their way of how they work as a community. My my goal for looking at ancestral um, the ancestral fingerprint 
of, of the gut because the gut is what, you know, the gut is inevitably what is educating the brain, right? So it's the gut-brain connection. But when we look at that in that, in that solid resilience, stability, understanding, and wisdom is my focus and my goal is to take that and implant that into something that's been lost for a very, very long time in our urbanized dogs. You know, like the anxiety levels in our dogs and the, and the, and the, the, you know, lack of resilience and the, and the, you know, the, just the, just the sheer disconnection to their ancestors, you know? So that, that is the science and the, in the, and the research yeah. and stuff that I'm really delving into right now is how can we impart some of that wisdom and in the same with prebiotics, right? Like instead of giving your dog sugar as fructose or maltodextrin or whatever yeah. they're using for, for a prebiotic, why not give mm-hmm. it a prebiotic that has a functional perspective of, you know, uh, modulating the immune system when we have so many autoimmune diseases in dogs. Why don't we, you know, why aren't we looking at doing prebiotics that they would be getting in natural right. prebiotics in nature, you know, through the fermentation of the gut of their prey, whether their prey is a squirrel or a deer, it doesn't really yeah. matter. So, um, yeah, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, um, how do I say this? But, uh, I always tell people, I'm like, I, I understand like that your dog is, is not a wolf. Right. But you know, they do show, they do share, what was it? 99.96% of their mitochondrial DNA and, and they do, they can produce, you know, they're a subspecies, right? Yeah. We have Canis lupus and then Canis lupus familiaris, which is our dogs. And then we, you know, and then they can produce viable offspring. So it's like, I'm not saying that they're the same, but why, why are we not kind of looking at them? as as in in their lifestyle right as a way to kind of help our help help yeah. our present modern day because urban well life, right? um in their current life like you why, know why? Why, is that, why is that so controversial like, I, I, I never understood that being either. um they're falling into the the propaganda kind of that eradication thing right that a wolf that that the wolf is bad that the wolf is um a predatory you know predatory because it's eating our cows right the cattle farmers hate wolves um the the you know the cattle farmers hate wolves yet the cattle the big huge cattle ranchers and cattle grazers are causing some of the most environmental damage on the planet. Like we're all going to die much faster and get sicker much faster from cattle ranchers than we ever will be from, from ever being in a situation where we'd have to be afraid of a wolf. So we are, we are personally staying in, in, in a storybook fantasy of being controlled that that's basically it, it, it in a nutshell. I know, I know people even in our industry that won't talk about wolves because yeah. there's there's such pushback about it and stuff, right? It, 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 it's it is it is ridiculous, especially when we're talking about um, it's not going to be able to s- sustain itself. The 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 pushback around wolves can't sustain itself because of our growing knowledge 
of looking at our ancestors. Our growing knowledge of looking at our ancestral health in order to figure out why the heck everyone's dying from all of these chronic diseases is inevitable. We have to we have to start looking at that because we're the way we are looking at things just aren't working. So that whole conceptual idea of, you know, not looking at wolves with dogs and things like that, that's just that's just propaganda and fear based ignorance in in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. It's like, why would you not? Of course you'd want to look at what their closest living relative is, is eating and and, and And how they're living and lifestyle. Like why? And it's, it's just, I just, um, I, I laugh because people are so, you know, well, you know, we don't want our dogs to turn into wolves. We want our dogs to be these fluffy little robots that do what I tell, you know, that have, that are mindless and do, do what we tell them to do and train them the way we want them to be trained and whatever. It's never going to happen. Our dogs aren't going to turn into, aren't going to turn into wild animals. Like to, for someone that's half decently smart to even remotely semi even conceptualize that is, 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 it, I, I don't even know. I don't even, I don't even know how that even enters into someone's mind. That is, that is, you know, educated, but it does because it's fed to us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've had, well, I mean, I've, I've had customers that have told me that their, their veterinarian told them that feeding raw would, would turn their, their dogs into bloodthirsty canines, you know? Um, which actually, anyways, so, so it's not that um, difficult. It's not that hard of a stretch. It's actually more innately hardwired into our bodies than than we give it credit for. And all we need to do is just start being inquisitive about it, start reading about it, start understanding it. And it it, it is innately in all of us. The understanding of how to live more harmoniously with nature, which is really what ancestral living is, is innately in us still. But it's been, it has been pushed out of us from a very young age. We're born, we're born with that enchantment, right? We're born with that ability when we're young to look at a tree and be completely gobsmacked of, of looking at this tree and seeing all the storybook beauty in, in, in these trees until we're old enough where we're told, don't be ridiculous. It's just a tree. It's to be cut down and stuck in your furnace and made into your paper. Don't be ridiculous. So all of our innate intelligence and innate and wisdom is, is, yeah. is in us when we're right. born and we're, we're, we're pushed into removing our creativity of, of the beauty of nature by it being downplayed into don't be ridiculous. Yeah. It's a cow. Don't be ridiculous. It's just a field. Don't be ridiculous. It's just a tree. Like we are literally bullied as children into into letting go that creative intelligence in that innate wisdom that we're all born with. 
every single one of us. So it's no wonder we are where we are because we're trained to do that as yeah. children. And it takes a courageous, brave person to step outside of that, that dogmatic educational system where it, our power is taken away from us because we don't have to pay anything for that power. Mm -hmm. That power is free to us. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think we should probably end it, end it on that note. Um, we're a couple hours in, but yeah, we all have the capability to do it, to we live uh, closer to our ancestral right. you know, lifestyle and You're do welcome. it with our pets as well. So yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you again. We always, I always learn so much. I hope I'm, I'm sure everyone else does, but, um, I took You're down welcome. some notes. Thank today, you. So thank you stuff to, to think about. Okay. So, thank you. So if you have a question that you want us to answer on our next podcast, you can find us a few different ways. You can send an email to danielle at fangsfur.com. You can find us on our website, fangsfur.com, or you can direct message us on Instagram at fangsandfurpets. The views and opinions on this podcast should not be used as an alternative to veterinary advice. We always encourage you to seek the professional advice of your vet. Before starting a raw diet, we encourage you to ask lots of questions, do your research, and speak with a qualified vet and or canine feline nutritionist.